0: Welcome to Soul Sense. I'm Sulkina, a curious soul embarking on her spiritual journey. This is a space to meet your inner spirit and your infinite soul. My mission is to simplify spirituality and make healing and growth fun. Each week, I'll bring you a new episode to inspire, empower, and unlock your inner magic. Thank you for being here. Let's begin our journey together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soul Sense with Silkina. I'm Silkina. So nice to have you here as usual. I appreciate it. Wow. It's been long. It's been a long two weeks, huh? I did not upload an episode last week because I've just been so busy, and not even in the sense like with work, but I've been busy with myself. Um, that I didn't even realize that the time went by. I was like, wait a minute, it's Friday. I don't even have time to kind of edit and put out an episode for Saturday. So anyway, it's okay. I'm here, didn't go anywhere, still here. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. So what have I been doing this week, or I guess in the past two weeks, I've been really focused on inner work. I've been very diligent with my practices and it feels good. It feels good to kind of jump back into some form of a routine. I feel like I kind of fell out of it for the first few weeks of January, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I was very busy with work, but um, getting back to it. Has been, yeah, it's been amazing. I'm actually currently doing a private mentorship for like studying psychic mediumship, and it's been wild, you guys. It's been so freaking interesting. And I know now I just sound like the worst teaser ever because I keep saying this in like many episodes that I'm gonna talk about it, but again. I really believe in, like, fully embodying something and, like, fully integrating it in my life before I start talking about it because I want to give you guys, like, the absolute authentic experience, right? Like, I want to talk about my experiences After I have fully understood it. And I know, I, you know, like when it comes to mediumship and like psychic studies, you you probably will never 100% always fully understand. Like even when I'm connecting to spirit guides and like angels or even loved ones who've crossed over, I'm like, how did I just do that? That is just... You know, and when I'm reading for um, someone and, you know, right now I'm just practicing and they're like, yes, yes. Like, how did you know that about my grandma? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of just seeing this or, um, you know, she's telling me or I'm hearing this. And it's like, I, I still think it, like everything is so wild. But anyway, more on that next week because we are interviewing a medium and I will share in depth about my experiences. But okay, back to my inner work practices. So I've been very just busy with myself really this week, and like I said, it feels good to get back into a routine. Um, I have been doing breath work. I used to never care much for it <laughs> until I started my mentorship, and I feel like uh, breath work is just the easiest way for me to kind of raise my vibration and also feel grounded in my body. So I've been really enjoying um, doing breath work. And I feel like that is what allowed me to get back into a routine. For the longest time, I was just kind of confused, like, what else do I want to do? And this is the beauty of the healing journey. You don't have to do the same thing sorry, I just, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but I knocked my table. Um, Yeah. So this is the beauty of the healing journey. It's like, you don't have to do the same things every day. Like I started with guided meditations uh, last year when I crafted my morning routine. I have an episode about that. And I did guided meditations for about seven months and I really enjoyed it. But in recent weeks. I've just, I kind of fell out of it. And I think it's because I got bored with guided meditations. And then I started getting into, uh, breathwork. I'm actually doing a course that, um, it's like a 21 day course. And I really want to interview the person that created the course. So hopefully she agrees. Let's see. Um, so yeah, it's 21 days and it's very simple. It's like 15 minute to 20 minute videos. And then there's like journaling prompts after it's called 21 day rooted breathwork journey by Natasha from Aku Holistic Health. So if you want to check that out, I'm learning so much about myself through my breath. Like this, it's just, it's mind-blowing how the healing journey is just layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of, you know, just, just unpeeling all of your layers and then learning about your true self. So I look at it as like an, an avocado, right? And it's like, I wonder if I'm ever gonna get to the seed. Don't know yet. I can't really talk about it, but um I'm still kind of like the avocado I'm still swimming in the flesh, if that makes sense. I don't know how I come up with these analogies, but that's really how I see it. So I've been really deep into my Uh, practices. I've been really enjoying journaling again. Um, I've been really enjoying connecting with my body and obviously like, you know, with my breath and like meditation has been just super duper enjoyable. So if you are also in your healing journey and you find yourself kind of like in a slump and you're getting bored, just remember to be flexible. Like you don't have to Do the same thing every day and even if you don't do anything, I think that focusing on your breath and kind of doing what I do, which is listening to ocean sounds and breathing, I think that's enough to kind of be with yourself. I used to be really rigid as well, like with my morning routine. And I also don't even wake up at 5.05 anymore. You <laughs> know, I wake up like 25 minutes later at 5.30. It doesn't seem like much of a difference, but 25 minutes is a lot. I think one of the reasons I'm waking up at 5.30 now is because it's been so rainy here in Indonesia. and I mean, Jakarta. What am I saying? Indonesia is such a big country. Um, In Jakarta and... I don't really like waking up when the sky is still dark. <laughs> I like it when it's when the sun is kind of rising. So 5:30 is like the sky is a shade of very darkish, lightish blue if that's a color. But yeah, let's talk about this episode. Another amazing healing modality. I just realized that a lot of my inner work actually centers around embodiment um, healing modalities, if that makes sense. So breath work obviously connects you with your body. And then when I do my um, movement practices, which I haven't really been doing a lot of it, but I've kind of just been walking. Um, but, you know, if I feel like it, I, I dance or like I do uh, shamanic shaking. And again, that's, you know... Connecting you with your uh, body. I actually enjoy that because I find that I can get ungrounded very easily. So I don't do a lot of meditations that kind of like project my consciousness outside of my body. I mean, what am I saying? I'm learning how to be a psychic medium. So that happens sometimes. But my teacher also. She's really big on uh, grounding as well. Like I really like to have that balance. And I guess if we want to go into astrology, I am an earth sign. So I, I need to be very grounded. But yeah, I really want to explore more energy healing modalities. I've I've never gotten Reiki done. I don't know if that sounds crazy. And you know, this is what the episode is all about. And I learned so much from it. Um, but I have gotten pranic healing done. One of my best friends, her mom is a pranic healer. So sometimes when I feel like I just know when my energy field is feeling a little low, I'll just text her and be like, hey, is your mom free to kind of like clear some shit from my aura? And almost always she is. So maybe that's one of the perks of having a best friend whose mom is an energy healer, an energy healer. Anyway, back to this episode, this conversation with Gail was so interesting and I love how the conversation, again, goes so deep. (laughs) And we talked way more than just Reiki. We talked about intuition. We talked about um, psychic developments. She's a psychic medium as well. And we also talked a lot about trust, about trusting your own self, trusting your soul, trusting your intuition. But yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about it right now because I just want you guys to kind of dive into the episode and listen into our conversation. Again, thank you so much for being here. Connect with me on Instagram. You know where to find me, soulsens.withsilkina. I hope you have a great week ahead and I will see you guys on the other side and I'll also see you guys next week. Bye. Gail, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. As I said before, I'm just so happy to see your smiling face. Your energy is like a ray of sunshine.
1: Oh, thank you so much, and thank you so much for inviting me. This is my pleasure entirely. Okay, so today we're going to be
0: talking about all things Reiki. I know Reiki very much on the surface level, so not not a lot about it. Um, and I'm really curious how you got started with your work with uh, Reiki, and really what brought you to this work. Can you tell us a little um, a little bit about your story?
1: Oh, absolutely. So my story really started back when I began doing a type of meditation called transcendental meditation. And I practiced that for years and it really drew me into much more of a intuition world, if you will. And all of a sudden I started hearing the word Reiki and I was like, I don't even know what that means. Why do you keep saying this word Reiki? (laughs) And I moved along with my life and did intuition development and became a health coach and trained with functional medicine. And ah, lo and behold, here's the word Reiki again. And I'm like, okay, fine. I hear you. I'm going to dive in. And so I took the Reiki one certification and attunement. And so all of a sudden that spark of love and joy struck me. And I was like, Oh, I get this. Even talking about it makes my hands start to heat up. It's hilarious. So (laughs) I love it. I mean, I just dove right in. So I gave it about six months and I got attuned to Reiki two. And then I gave that about another six months and I got my third um, attunement, which is Reiki master. And now I not only Uh, Practice it, but I also teach it to people as well.
0: Wow. And when you first heard that word Reiki, did you have any idea what it was? Or it was kind of like, what are you
1: talking about? What is this? Like you, I knew of a surface level type. (laughs) I've heard it, it's in the circles, but I never really understood it and truly got what it is to practice it. And what makes
0: Reiki so special to you? Like, why does it bring you so much joy?
1: It's something that innately resonates in my core being. I feel it very easily. I connect with it very easily. It flows. And I have this deep desire to be of service to people. And it is a wonderful, wonderful resource to help people with a myriad of different things. Yeah.
0: And for people that I mean, like me really um, just know on the surface level, what exactly is Reiki and how does it work?
1: So Reiki is really a hands-on form of energy healing. Rei standing for universal life force energy and ki is breath or life force, um, like a vital radiant energy. Reiki is said to relieve like pain and emotional pressure, pressure, stress, it aids in relaxation, it assists the body in healing, and improves your overall well-being. Um, I would love to read my Reiki master, Janet Raftus's mm-hmm. um, beautiful, succinct description of what Reiki is. So here's what she says. Our body is composed of life force energy that moves in, through, and around us. Our aura is a multi-layered energy field connected to the greater energy force of the universe. This universal life force energy then enters our body through the chakra system. The chakras are whirling vortices of energy that directly connect our physical and energetic bodies. There are seven primary chakras and many minor ones. Once in the body, energy moves through it along the meridians, which are like the energy highways of the body. So whenever energy gets stuck or negative thoughts or emotions or events are repressed, it may attach itself to our energy. A block or a disruption in the energy field is then created. Eventually, if left untreated, these disruptions can lead to dis-ease in the energy field. All illnesses and imbalances begin in the energy field and then they're manifested into the physical body. So, Reiki works to balance and heal the energy system, preventing these disruptions from manifesting. It also helps to alleviate them once they have already appeared as stress in the body or as an illness. Reiki energy is channeled through the crown of the practitioner, out of the hands, and into the recipient. The healer merely facilitates this process acting as a channel for this energy, which the attunement process enables the practitioner to become a channel. So what is the difference between um, Reiki healers from other practitioners is that attunement process.
0: So when you say like, you know, um, it kind of helps to get energy unstuck. Can you give us an example of like, what would make our energy get stuck? Like what are some of like situations or events where this could happen?
1: I would say really big stuck energy is typically coming from some sort of trauma. That could be a mental trauma, an emotional mm-hmm. trauma, a physical trauma, could be a spiritual trauma. Um, I would say, you know, let's say you We're driving to my house for an in-person Reiki session, and then someone cut you off, right? It could be as mild as that rub of an irritance in traffic. Someone cut you off in traffic, and now you're holding on to that. That's much easier and quicker to remove because it's not really set up shop, if you will, within your energy field versus the trauma may take a few sessions to really work through. And it works based on the desire of the client. So, if that client is ready and willing to allow that energy to be reprocessed through the chakra system to be cleansed and unstuck, then it will work um, very cleanly.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And I also like how you mentioned, like, you know, all illnesses and diseases, I guess it kind of it penetrates our what like spiritual energy first before it manifests in our body is that why like stress is one of the biggest leading factors i guess when it comes to diseases like stress leads to a lot of illnesses because it kind of starts yeah. like in the mind and then i guess in your you know, it it affects your energy, and then eventually it manifests in your body.
1: So stress is it manifests everywhere in your energetic field as well, directly in your physical field. It um, there's so many different reasons that I could go into the functional medicine dive in <laughs> approach to explain stress, but I think you're wanting me to stay much more energetic fields uh, conversation right now. But yeah, if if you allow that stress to be a burden and continually be that burden, then it's going to create a lot of stuck energy. And that stuck energy is then going to manifest back within yourself through um, the chakras, but also through the HPATG healing access as well. The first H is the hypothalamus. So as you were saying to your point, the hypothalamus is your thoughts, right? Yeah, interesting.
0: I don't know where I heard this quote from, I did hear it from Marissa Pierre, but she quoted someone else, but it was something like if you don't release like stuck energy or emotions or trauma in the body, it actually manifests in your organs. So it's either you release it or it's, it's just, it's going to show up a different way. So would you say that Reiki is a great way to kind of release all of these? Fantastic way to release these. How many sessions would you need to kind of release like the heavy traumas?
1: That depends completely on the client. And I really leave it up to them. I never say, oh, you're due for every other week. I really want it to be like that soul journey for them. If they feel that they get that immediate gratification from that first release, great, then come back as often as you'd like, maybe they're not ready to release that trauma. It brings up too much all at once. So maybe they turn into a once a month client. So I really do leave it up to them.
0: I love that because it kind of, in a way, also allows them to trust their intuition. So it's not kind of like, what do you think I need? But it's more like, I'm going to feel into what I really need and I'll go from there.
1: And what you're ready for. Because what you need may not always align with what you're necessarily ready for. It depends on the stage in your life that you're at.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because many times I am I feel like I know what I need, but at the same time, I'm not ready to receive that, if that makes yeah. sense. And it's very similar to when I'm kind of asking guidance, like from my soul or from my guides. It's like, I know what I need from you, but I don't know if I'm ready to ask.
1: And then I would just invite you to say, why would I not be ready? What is it that may be sticking in my field that, excuse me, doesn't allow me to progress forward or not maybe allow just makes me not ready yet. Like something may be there preventing you from moving forward. That to me, when I have a client on the table, I visualize the tar around their feet and ankles. That's that enabled or not maybe enabled, but not the desire to move forward or the inability to move forward. So that's how that shows for me. And then we'll remove it and I'll explain to the client. It appears as though you're working on something, but you're not really ready to move forward. What's going on there? And get them to talk about it. So it it's uh, a lot easier to have the client listen to their own words while I'm working in that particular area.
0: And when you release these stuck energies, do you see them leave the body or is it more of like a feeling?
1: So I have, um, I have a lot of clairs developed, the seeing versus knowing, the Claire cognizant versus clairvoyance. It just depends on how that's coming through for me at that moment. So it's it's both really. Can you tell us some of any
0: memorable stories from your clients, like a powerful session or something like that?
1: I think one that comes to mind immediately, which was way early on and quite it took me aback, right? I was like, oh, okay, I have to listen. <laughs> so I had this woman on the table. And I was working with her and her guides kept saying to me, you need to tell her to stop drinking. And I was like, well, that's very harsh and probably doesn't need to come from me like that. So I'm having this gentle conversation back and forth, like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and so they started making the stairs squeak in my workspace. And I was like, okay, I hear you, but I'm still not going to say it like that. And after quite a long time of having this kind of relationship with the, her guides, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I finally found a way. I asked my guides to please give me the words to best gently let her hear what her guides are wanting to say. And so I um, came up with, there's something that you already know that you would, it would be best serve for you to stop doing. Do you know what they're saying? And she's like, yes, I need to stop drinking alcohol. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and then all the noise in the house stopped. Everything went back to being quiet, transmuted that energy, and away we went. So, kept going. <laughs> Oh my God. I love
0: that story. I stopped drinking alcohol and I wasn't really like a drinker, but I stopped drinking alcohol um, when I started energy work. So it's been like a year and a half now. I mean, I don't miss it, but um, I guess if I wanted a glass of wine, like I would, but that's such a cool story. And it's almost like, um, I guess her guides really wanted to make it known, like, you know, probably this doesn't serve you, but at the same time you have free will, but I would just love to convey this message.
1: (laughs) Right in a very direct way.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I love that. So what is your connection <laughs> process like? Um, what do you do before you start a Reiki session? And I also see that you mention quite a lot about psychic work as well, and like working with guides and stuff. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like, what is your connection process like before you start a session?
1: Well, I actually call in A few different archangels, um, Michael being one of them for protection, Raphael being for healing, Gabriel for being communication, and Ariel for being that grounding nature connection. Um, And then I do my little opening prayer. And then I produce um, self-reiki every single day, just once though. And so in the morning... Before a client, that is when I would do that, and then I do the I state the Reiki principles, which you learn in your Reiki One Attunement um, certification, and then I connect. Right, so a client would walk in, they're on the table or they're distance, they're on Zoom, which is a great platform. You can you don't have to have Zoom. I don't mean to jump topics here, but you yeah. can do it. Um, you can do it just. Saying, hey, by the way, I'm going to do it at two o'clock and just be still and meditating. And you don't have to be on the phone or anything. It works exactly the same, no differently than an in person kind of thing. So I'll connect in. I usually put my hands on the client's shoulders to blend energy with them. And then I'll do the body scan and see what hot spots are showing up for someone. And
0: so when you scan, their body, and when you find, you know, for example, there's how do you feel like if there's something wrong?
1: For me, it my hands will change temperature. Um, they'll also give me a particular light that resonates with the different chakras. Like, let's say someone has a lot of guilt or shame in their sacral area, then then their uh, orange would come up in my mind's eye. And my hand may feel a different temperature over that particular chakra system.
0: Yeah, interesting. And you also mentioned that you do um, Mm self-reiki in the morning. Can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe for people who are even listening like me, um, that is actually interested in learning the basics of self-reiki. Like how could people go about with that?
1: Well, step one, you must get your Reiki one attunement and you're taught self-reiki within that program, which it's critical for you to be the best vessel or the best conduit for this reiki healing energy. You want to make sure that you're giving yourself reiki, keeping yourself in alignment, and you just start from the crown and move down with particular hand positions and giving yourself that universal life force energy.
0: And I'm also curious, like, have you always been interested in energy work since you were young, or this is something that just came about like in um, recently?
1: You know, it's funny that you asked that this memory just recently popped into my mind, I'd say a couple of weeks ago, but when I was very little and we would go on road trips and I would see a animal that had been struck by a car and had passed on, I would look out the back window and send that animal soul up to heaven, right? So I thought it was my job as this little girl to, oh, you're, you've not crossed over yet. So here, let me help you. (laughs) So I would help them cross over, which now today I'm like, oh, okay, great. But back then I was really very serious about it. And then I would feel I'm very connected to animals and nature and trees and we would go for hikes, and I would feel into the energy of different trees. And I would say things like, well, this one feels bigger, and this one feels smaller. This one is kind of funny. And I'm sure I got crazy looks from my family like, what? (laughs) So I do feel like this energy work has always been with me.
0: (laughs) I love that. And it just makes sense, I guess, now that you tell that story, why you heard that word Reiki, right? It's like, well, you're meant to do energy work. Like what else? Exactly. (laughs) I love that so much. Do you do anything else um, besides Reiki? Do you do any psychic work, like mediumship or something like Mm -hmm. that?
1: So I am a psychic medium. um, Love it. But that is, that kind of comes through with Reiki for me personally, not for every Reiki practitioner. You know, everyone brings their own beautiful gifts to the table, but that just happens to be one that I'm developed in. Um, And then the other piece is I'm a functional medicine trained health coach. So I love to be able to integrate all of those together to help people on their wellness journey. And then I teach all of that. So I teach intuition development, psychic development, as well as Reiki.
0: What would you say is one of the most challenging things that people go through when they're in the beginning stages of developing their intuition? Trust.
1: Oh, trust I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, because that's so my issue. Different. It was my issue. It's everyone's first issue, right? You're like, but what? Is that really real? And did, and did I make that up in my mind? And yeah, just trust. And honestly, as humans, we have, we're not really conditioned to just innately trust, right? So we want to know the why, especially people like you and I, the more analytical, I want to dissect it. And I had to learn that I didn't need any answer. I just had to be in the flow and allow and to trust. And sometimes I'll get stuck back in that way where I'm like, Okay, wait, no, I need to remind myself just allow and just trust that this is the right direction or this is what's really happening.
0: Yeah. And I did a little meditation on New Year's Day and I was like, what is my word for 2021? And I heard trust and I was like, but how? <laughs> like, how do I trust? And they were like, just trust, <laughs> just trust. And I'm like, but where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. Cause I was in like this, um, psychic group coaching call and Mm -hmm. the mentor was actually like my guides wanted to talk to you and they're saying that you limit yourself so much because you just have to know how everything works I'm like Mm. yes and she even told me she's like you need to trust and I'm like why do I keep hearing that like I have to trust all the time
1: why did I keep hearing Reiki why did I then I heard patience right? I was not born with patience. So I had to learn and develop patience. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting how they'll be quite forthright, but when we're ready to hear and we're ready to open you take that big, deep breath in, right? Where it's like, okay, how do I do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, Seriously. I actually find like um, doing meditations that focus yourself in the moment really is really helping me with that. So it's not so much of journeying type of meditation, but it's just kind of like, okay, I need to do like the, the um, presence type, just kind of feel myself like on the chair where I am and kind of like focus on my breathing. But yeah, that's really interesting that you brought that up too. <laughs> is there a special kind of diet that you need to have, I guess, to have like a clean vessel when you're doing Reiki healing?
1: No, there's no one special diet that serves the masses. Um, Kind of bringing into that health coach piece, everyone should respect their body for their uniqueness and understand what best serves them, right? So maybe you're a vegan, or maybe you're a pescatarian, or maybe you just listen to that intuition in your eating and figure out, okay, well, this drains me. So I'm going to put it on my drains me list or this gives me energy. So I'm going to add it to my energy list. And then after a few weeks or even a month, you look back and you're like, okay, well, corn drains me. It does not make me feel very good. And it gives me like a lot of uh, joint pain in my hands. So I know for my body to be the best vessel it can be and for it not to hold on to dis-ease that creates disease, I should probably avoid corn and amongst many other things, right? Dairy, gluten. But I would, I would really say dairy and gluten are not, um, at least in America, because of what we do to our food um, and what we allow, which is very different than other countries, but what we allow here. Gluten and dairy probably would not serve most people. For the gluten, it's the glyphosate, which gets in the way.
0: Yeah, because that's always like a huge, um, I guess, topic. Like people always ask me, you know, like now that you do um, energy and spirit work, do you, did you change your diet? I'm like, no,
1: I still eat chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so I'm maybe like, you
1: found something like ice cream doesn't serve you.
0: <laughs> actually, dairy. I don't know why I keep eating cheese because yeah. I'm like, I don't like the way it makes me feel.
1: There you go. Yeah. Try just a month and omitting the dairy and allow that body to heal and watch how the healing then expands amongst your different fields. So for you, you may be best served and your vessel would be the cleanest by removing a particular food group. Yeah, exactly.
0: There's so many of these types of... Um, Energy healing, right? Because now, at the top of my head, I'm also thinking of theta healing. I guess that's kind of similar to like energy work. But do you know, like, what are some of the differences between all of these energy healing modalities?
1: Uh, There are so many that crop up. And I will say that even though, excuse me, I'm attuned to Reiki, I have had other types of energy come through Mm -hmm. that would not be considered, I guess, traditional Reiki. And I've integrated those into my practice. They feel very different when they come through for a particular client. I don't have a name for it, but I also don't feel like I have to have a name for it. It starts to resonate and I feel the difference and I just allow that particular energy to flow as it's being called to do so.
0: And what does... Reiki level one cover? And then what does Reiki level two cover? Is it just two levels or is there more?
1: It's three. So Mm. in one, you learn self healing. In two, you learn distance. You're attuned to the distance healing energy. And three, you're attuned in a way where it's more all encompassing. It's much more uh, that the strength of that energy, I would say is stronger. And, um, then you can teach it after the mastery level, which in Japanese, that word master really just means teacher. It's never meant to put a guru status on anything.
0: Yeah, I actually just posted something similar like that on my Instagram because I am seeing a lot of people like even in the spiritual community on Instagram. And I mean, Instagram itself is such a rabbit hole, right? Like you go to one (laughs) post and it's like, how did I get here? You know, it's kind of like YouTube with the recommended videos. It's like, what is this? <laughs> like, how do, how am I,
1: how
0: did I start watching Kim Kardashian? And now I'm like in America's got talent, you know, and then you can't stop <laughs> when you get to America's got talent. It's like, I need to know everybody who got the golden buzzer or whatever. Um, I forget what I was going to say too. Cause we're talking about America's got talent. No. Okay. So um, yeah, but with this Instagram uh, black hole, I feel like um, it's just so important To understand discernment, right? Because I guess when you follow like spiritual leaders who tell you what to do, um, that doesn't help with your intuition at all.
1: No, not at all. And we're all gifted with these beautiful abilities. Some are on a different path of awakening, like you, you followed crystals, then to tarot, then to, you know, whatever that your particular journey is my journey happened to be different but we're not one is not better than the other it's a beautiful dance within all of these modalities that we are called to and then get to share yeah exactly and
0: there are even a lot of episodes on my podcast where if I listen to it, I'm like, I actually don't believe in that anymore. But like, I don't take it down or anything because I'm like, I want people to see that it's okay to evolve and that people do change, you know, people grow. And it's not something like, but you said this one time, I'm like, yeah, I said that six months ago. And now I just, I've read more and I know better and I have felt into it. I've embodied it and I changed my mind and that's okay.
1: I could not honor those words more. Thank you for saying that. I think that is so important for people to hear and understand that just because you were shown one thing does not mean you have to get on this rigid treadmill, if you will, to only stay in that or only believe in that so beautifully stated thank you
0: yeah and I guess it's also me in a way trusting right it's not kind of like someone putting me on the spot and be like but you said this and I'm like I guess I did should I still believe that but it's kind of like no um, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna kind of not be so much in my left brain like it's because you know there's sometimes you can be too masculine which is like Yeah. Like you said, which is a little bit structured and like rigid and your feminine is a bit like, no, I'm like water. Like I float, you know, and I change. Yeah.
1: And you allow. So, you know, talking about balancing, that's a lot of what Reiki can help with is getting your body balanced from the masculine being the right side to the feminine being the left side and allowing that balance to better flow within your body.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I just remember, this is a question I ask all of my guests, um, and that is, what does your morning routine look like? Because I love morning routines, and I feel like it's so important for me like to set your day properly. Um, what are some of your non-negotiables in the morning?
1: Beautiful question. I, too, think that the morning routine really sets your whole day up for success, right? So first I wake up at six and I um, understand what my home frequency is for the day. How is my heart space resonating? And I'm just going to check in quickly. It's not like it's this whole protocol, but I'm going to touch my heart space and understand where am I resonating? What is, what does my home frequency feel like? And then I go to my meditation chair in my room and i meditate for 23 minutes because i do transcendental meditation that is a non-negotiable i practice it every single day Um, i encourage everyone to practice some sort of silent meditation that allows their thoughts to come up and move away otherwise we're just bottling them in okay i digress so then i get up and i immediately get in the shower you know, take care of hygiene needs. And then I go downstairs and I drink on an empty stomach, 16 ounces of celery juice that are um, pressed. And then I let that sit around and do its thing for about 20 minutes on my stomach. Then my whole family gets up, right? Then the dog needs to go out. Then, then it starts to go into, it's, this is less of a routine. My day is now started. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's so important to have that time for you before everything begins. For people that don't know what transcendental meditation is, can you just explain what's the difference between that meditation compared to other ones?
1: Great question. So transcendental meditation, or known as TM, is a type of practice that you sit silently with and very still for 20 minutes, um, and the point is not to have thoughts be erased from your brain. The point is to allow those thoughts to come out and move, right? Not to sit and ruminate on them. So you do have a mantra word that you're given by your TM teacher, but it's not meant to be repeated or chanted. It's just meant to be stated. And maybe that mantra comes back, Maybe it comes back differently. Maybe it comes back fast. Maybe you're cycling through very quickly. So it really is just about that clearing of thoughts and allowing those thoughts to move away.
0: And what are some of the um, mantras? Can you give us an example?
1: I can't give you an example because it's one of those things that's held very personally to you. So as you are being taught you are given a mantra and then you're asked not to say that mantra to anyone else. It is my particular word that is cycled through in my TM practice through the 20 minutes. And then the, the end three minutes are meant for you to keep your eyes closed and come back into your body, but help connect both worlds, the deep meditation world, as well as coming back into right here right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so beautiful. So that kind of makes you feel like it's just, it's such a personal experience between you and you, you know? So when you get the mantra, it's just, it's yours and it's for you. And it's not something that, you know, like me, you can just Google, (laughs) but it's kind of like, this is the mantra that I need. (laughs) And this is what I'm going to state. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much, Gail. It's been such a pleasure. And I loved how our conversation did not just focus on Reiki. It basically focused on energy and life and like meditation. And thank you again for reminding me to trust. That's so important. And I'm going to take that as a sign again. Here's
1: another sign for you. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast You're so welcome. Um, before we go, tell our audience
0: where they can find you, if they would like to get a healing session done or if you have social
1: media. I do. Thank you so much. It is alignhealthcoaching.com is the website. And you can find me on Instagram under the same name or Facebook under the same name or YouTube under the same name.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at sulkina. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with whoever might benefit from what you just experienced. And if you really enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you could give this podcast a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let's spread the joy and good vibes. I'll see you next time.